0: Are you loving the content of our podcast, Weight Inclusive Innovators, and want to support our work for free? There are three things you can do right now to support the pod. Number one, leave us a rating and review. The more ratings and reviews we have, the more people will see our work and the more exposure we'll get. Number two, follow our work by connecting with us on Instagram at Weight Inclusive Innovators and sign up for our weekly newsletter for business support and news. The link will be in the show notes to check this out. And number three, tell your business bestie about our show. Send them episodes you think will be helpful for where they're at in their weight-inclusive business or that they'll enjoy listening to because we're hilarious. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dieticians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We have a very special guest today with a very special human who you've heard us talk about on the podcast before. It is my business apprentice, assistant, sweet accountability coach, slash the person who keeps my head from falling off my shoulders, Caitlin Harbin. Woo-hoo! So a little bit about Caitlin before we dive in. Caitlin Harbin is the executive assistant at Nourish Colorado and Hannah's business apprentice in all her endeavors. She is currently an undergraduate at Texas A&M University studying dietetics and plans to get her master's in business. Following that, Caitlin plans on attending a dietetic internship and getting her RD credential. Caitlin has a passion for people and enjoys the small things like having a conversation with a stranger at a coffee shop or lending a smile and a wave to anyone who passes. When not being Hannah's sidekick or in class, you can find Caitlin snuggled up to her crazy cat, Betsy, or hanging out with her dog, Mickey. Caitlin, welcome to the podcast. Woo, I'm so excited to be here. How does it feel being on the other side? Because I know you are an avid listener, and that's kind of how you got connected with me. But what's it like?
1: It's uh, it's nice. It's really nice. I mean, I listen to it every week,
0: and so it's it's very comforting to me. So I'm glad to be here. I'm happy to have you. And before we dive in, because it's just you and I today, Morgan, well, when we were supposed to be recording this podcast, which is my bad, Morgan was in New York, so she was taking a break for a week. Um, but now we are in the following week, which is on me because could not get my shit together. We are going to check in about highs and lows before I ask you all the things of what it's like to be my assistant and apprentice and what it's like to be a student. So tell us your highs and lows of the week. Yeah. So this
1: week it's finals week. So I'm dying just, just slightly. So that's definitely my low, Um, but my high. So at the university, they are having moms stand out there and they're giving away mom hugs. And so I went and got a mom hug and it was the sweetest thing. It was so sincere and like genuine. It just made my day. I almost started
0: crying. I was like, Oh, That makes me want to cry hearing that. Yeah, it was so sweet. I don't know if I've ever talked about it in the podcast or told you about all the things that make me cry, but one of them is when people get together for a cause. So anytime I go on like a jog around the park and somebody's doing like a walk to cure cancer or um, special Olympics or anything, I just start bawling. I don't know why. I just like feel so much of like, oh my God, all these people care about the same thing and they're coming together. They're taking time out of their day. They bring their kids here. They're wearing matching shirts. And I feel like moms gathering together to give stressed college students hugs like that is in that same category. And I'm just like, okay, don't cry. You're fine. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can
1: definitely relate for me. It's more so like like on my birthday, when people sing me happy birthday, I just start bawling. I'm like, I can't handle this. <laughs> Aww. So,
0: yeah, it was very sweet. That is so wholesome. Um, shout out to all the moms and parents and people giving hugs out there consensually, um, <laughs> people who are stressed. That is That's wonderful. I love that that's your high. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Well, if you would have asked me when we were originally recording, I would have been in the thick of it with you in finals. Um, I had one final exam that I kept procrastinating, putting off, putting off, but it is done. I'm done with grad school for five weeks. So that was going to be my low, but now it's my high because it's done and the class is done and I don't have to do any more homework. I will say that my low to date is I'm feeling a little bit unmotivated right now. And I don't say that in a a judgmental way of like, oh, I, I should be motivated. Why am I not wanting to work hard? Blah, blah, blah. It's I'm just tired. I'm so tired. My brain is tired. I feel like I need to take some time off, which I will around the holidays. Um, so I'm kind. Of, I feel like I'm just trudging through some sludge right now and doing what I need to, but I'm not feeling particularly inspired or like working hard, which I don't like when I'm in this space. So... Actually, after this episode, I think I'm going to journal and like lay on the floor and think about my life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I completely relate. It's hard. Yeah. I'm like, is this just this time of year thing? Like we're coming down from the year. It's like the final push in a lot of ways for things and we're just tired. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think so just because I don't know. it, It just seems like towards the end of the year, it's just like everyone's like in a lull. Trying to get kind of to Christmas and then it, it kind of picks back up after that.
0: Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna honor it. I'm honoring the coming down from the year, slowing down, and I have to trust. It's kind of it's kind of an area of unknown because I'm like, okay, I, I still I'm gonna get this energy back, right? I'm gonna get the desire to work hard to build. Um, we have like a big year coming next year for Nourish Colorado, and I wanna show up for it. And right now I'm just feeling like How am I going to do that? And so it's just a lot of heavy feelings and fears of like, what if this feeling doesn't go away?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's definitely temporary, you know,
0: it's just getting past it is the hard part. Yep. Moving through it, moving through the hard feelings. Anyway, I kind of went on a little tangent there, (laughs) but your finals are going to be done soon. And (laughs) how long do you get off of school? Gosh. Well, I'm going to take a couple of economics classes over the break.
1: No, I- Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> I have to for my uh, my business program. So, But it, they're kind of easier, I think. Okay. Yeah. Do you get any break at all? It depends how quickly I can get those classes
0: done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sending you just Godspeed. You got this. <laughs>
1: thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> any other highs and lows on your mind? Or are you ready to dive in? No, I think I'm ready to dive in. Okay, let's do it. Caitlin, you have such the traits of an entrepreneur, all the stoke, all the excitement, all the grit. I want you to tell the people listening a little bit about your story and your interest in business and what kind of brought you to date with being my apprentice? It's a big question. Just get after it.
1: So I guess it's kind of like a combination of things really. So it kind of started, um, I was working at a grocery store and I'd been working there in the bakery for probably two or three years. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to grow. I want to do something else. I'm good at this. Like I'm I'm ready to move up. And so um, I started asking around and they were like, well you can move up to management but management was like 50 hours a week um kind of really devoted to it and i knew that that wasn't something that i could do so like that was one piece of it i was like okay i'm going to start asking around and seeing what else there was at the time i was coming into my senior year of my bachelor's degree and i knew it was getting time to be like okay what do you want to get your, your masters in like you got to figure this out it's time and um clinical didn't really feel right to me. It just didn't really sit right. And the director of my program had actually, uh, said something about business. And I was like, in my mind, I'm thinking business, white old men in suits. And I was like, I don't want to work for some company. (laughs) Boo (laughs) old white men in suits. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll take it. Like I'll take it and put in my back pocket and think about it. And then, um, I had a, another dietitian that was mentoring me at the time, and I kind of brought it up to her, and I was like, what do you think about this? And she was like, you know what? I have the perfect person for you to talk to. And so she got me connected with Morgan, who did the same um, business program that I got accepted into. So uh, I reached out to Morgan and um, just kind of asked her about it, asked her if she liked it, and then just kind of threw it out there if she had any job opportunities or knew of anything. And that's how I got connected to you. And so from then, it's just been like, ah, because really you and Morgan have shown me like business doesn't have to be white men. And that's where it's all like spiraled. And that's like where I'm like, oh, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, this is this is it. okay, yeah. So that's kind of where I
0: am now. I remember the day after you and Morgan met because Morgan, I can't remember if she texted me or emailed me, but she was like you have to meet Caitlin. She's awesome. Like, do you, do you have anything for her to do? What's in your mind? And I was sort of in a place of like, I didn't necessarily need someone to help me, which I'm saying that I'm like, yes, I effing did. (laughs) But I, I was like, Oh, interesting. Okay. I'll meet with this person and see what she's about. And then we met and I asked you a lot of questions and you gave a lot of good answers. And you also asked a lot of questions and you were so honest and passionate and stoked on business and learning and wanting to absorb as much as you could. And I saw a lot of myself in you of just being hungry and wanting to learn and get as much out of experiences as possible. And I was like, yep, I'm going to find something for you to do because you're awesome. And I see you as such an asset. And that was the best decision that I've made to date in business. I'll just say, I think you're so awesome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because we didn't do a formal interview. And after we left the conversation, I was like, should I have done a formal interview that is this like, oh, shit, it's either going to sink or swim. And you, you are just swimming. So tell the listeners about what you do for me in the different sectors of our work. Sure. Okay, first I would like to add that I was shocked that you were like, "Yeah, okay,
1: come on board." I was like, "This is the best day ever." <laughs> but anyways, okay, so now what I do, um, I help you with all of your businesses really. Um, Values Driven Group, Nurse Colorado, and then of course, the podcast. Um, in Nurse Colorado, it's more of like assistant admin kind of things, but it's really awesome because I get to be truly integrated within the within the clinicians even though I'm a whole state away. And then I get to do the fun things and you get to wrap me into things like like the budget and how you make decisions and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Um, values-driven group, um, helping you just with like templates and figuring out. And of course, like looking at the website, all kinds of stuff. Really, it's just like being your, your right-hand woman, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: and then the podcast, of course. Yes. It's so funny because... As I was, so I always have a hard time answering broad questions and speaking to the amount of detail and things that can go along with a question. And I kind of see that in your describing what you do for me, because I'm like, (laughs) Caitlin, you do way more than that, but it's also hard to capture like the things you do for me. Basically, the way I look at it is if I get an email and I think you can deal with it, I send it to you. And literally over time, it's been so cool to have that trust building process with you of, oh, Caitlin handles shit. And you work so proactively to be like, hey, this came through. Here's what I'm going to do. Is that okay? Versus waiting for me to tell you what to do. Yeah. And I think that's such a special trait that you have. And it's understandable. A lot of people, you know, they're, they want to... They don't want to do the wrong thing or they're like, shoot, I don't know what to do. But you take it an extra step where you're like, I may not know what to do. I don't know if this is the right thing. This is my best guess. And I know that if I try something that either it's going to be the right thing and that's awesome or it's something that can be shifted or changed if needed. And that's where I get really awesome entrepreneur business minded vibes from you because that is what you have to do in business even when it's not your own business mm-hmm. whenever somebody is giving you a role where you are helping them do things that they're not able to get to or that they just need help with it is harder if i have to make all the decisions all the time and ultimately i make the bigger level decisions right you you know the difference between oh shoot like <laughs> remember that survey that we had to take for like the business oh, yeah. bureau that was literally over a hundred questions. And I just sent it to you and let me like, Caitlin run with it. And you're like, I literally tried, I know none of these answers and we yeah. had to do it together. Cause I was like, I don't even know these answers, yeah. but your willingness to just make a decision and do something speaks to your capabilities as an entrepreneur. Cause that you just have to act sometimes. And it's almost like, I'm pretty sure this is correct. And if it's not, I'm going to do it and I will apologize later if it's not, and we will fix it later versus getting in that stuck place. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I totally get it. Um, I guess in, in my
1: mind, it's like, I have a safe space to like grow and to try. And like, if I, if I think I know something then I'm going to try it, you know, versus like throwing it to you and be like, well, I'll just let Hannah like figure it out. Like a no, you know? Yeah.
0: Which there's, like we said, there's a time and a place for that, but that's, what's so cool about working together and working together well and running with things is you don't always have to ask me what to do because Mm -hmm. part of you, so you are my assistant and you're an apprentice and part of the apprentice role is you are here to learn about business. You're here to learn about my business. You're here to take away what you want and need for your future when you have a business. And so part of that is giving you the practice, even if you fuck up, which PS, you are going to, I always fuck up. Anybody who's working at a company for somebody will inevitably have a fuck up if they're in a supportive learning environment, because my role is not to, you know, coddle you and be like, oh my gosh, like I have to do everything and show Caitlin how to do it. Because then that doesn't really help me, right? Because the p- the point of having an apprentice and an assistant is so you can help me. Mm-hmm. And so that means I have to trust you to do things. And that means you have to have the opportunity to mess something up so that you can do repair. And that's how I feel even with our team of clinicians who are seeing clients for the first time if they never have. It's how I feel with our billing team. If they have a new contractor come on who's like learning our systems, nothing ever runs perfectly it can't because you have to be able to find the areas of failure error whatever needs to happen so that it can be better and someone else can learn it and so as I'm saying all this though and thinking about you at our company I don't really think there's been any major mistakes or issues so
1: it's like a non-issue
0: knock on wood (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I try I try not to (laughs) yeah yeah so like I said, you're you're my assistant, apprentice. Um, you're basically our team's like, you're the glue that keeps us all together and makes things running. I know our team loves you so much and you do so much for us. And I, I'm wondering for you what your experience has been like to date being in that apprentice role, being integrated into our team, the good and the hard.
1: So I would say you've done a really good job of like integrating me into the team because that was one of of my fears like coming on as that I didn't want to be this distant person from so far away because I wanted to feel like a part of the team. So to date, I think that I feel super integrated into the team. The other day I was thinking about it and I was like, I feel like I'm the sheepdog and these are all my sheeps. I'm like, I'm taking care of them. (laughs) It's true. You're always corralling the cats. Yeah. But it's, it's awesome. Cause I feel like I have this team of like mentors and friends that are a state away, but I know that I could always like count on you guys and like ask questions if I have questions. And so it's been, it's been awesome. But at the same time, it is also hard that I am so far away. That would be my low of it. I guess if I could change anything, it would be that I was in Colorado. Yeah.
0: We're ready for you whenever you want to come out <laughs> after school.
1: Yes, after school. Um, but as far as like being your apprentice, I feel like it's been almost super easy. Just in the fact that you and I get along so well, and so I feel like you've given me a safe space to grow, and like I can ask you anything. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's it's been really awesome. It's been a great experience, really.
0: It's been a great experience learning how to mentor you as well. One thing I really appreciate about your style of work is just your capability to be really proactive and getting everything done so efficiently and then asking for more you're not someone who's kind of just cruising and doing the bare minimum yeah. uh it's always me getting an email or a text being like, I don't have enough to do. What else can I be doing? What about this thing? And you're offering up ideas of how we can do things better as well. And I always, every time I talk about you to people, Caitlin, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this girl is and how she came to work here, but this is so awesome and sets the stage for how people should feel with admin support, with having an apprentice and really utilizing People to their fullest potential and as an asset. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot, there's a lot of different sorts of intern apprenticeship type things that people do in our space. And sometimes it's as simple as bringing on an intern for clinical work for their dietetic program. And when we think about interns, apprentices, assistants, a lot of it is, there's kind of a shiny idea of, oh, quote unquote, free labor and having an extra person is going to add value and they can help me do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And all that sounds great in theory. And that's not always how it goes because the person that's being the intern apprentice needs to show up to the occasion as well and want to work hard. And I really feel like that from you. Basically, this episode is just to talk about how awesome you are and then how everybody (laughs) should have an apprentice that works as hard as you. But I'm wondering with that, with being a dietetic student, with, you know, spending a good amount of time within all of my businesses, how do you stay organized, get everything done, take care of yourself? What are other people who are in your program doing? Those are 10 questions. That's how I answer, That's how I ask questions. <laughs> sure.
1: Um, so I will say I, I kind of feel like a bit of an outlier in my program because a, a lot of people um, don't work nearly as much as I do. So I work about 20 hours a week. And um I think most people work maybe tops 10. And so for me, uh, it's really just about time management and making sure I'm looking at like the week ahead and making sure I, I plan out my time. So for instance, I know that I need to get into the emails and check everything in the morning. So I make sure and set aside like an hour or two to do that. Then again at lunch and then again at the in the evening. And so those are pretty much my schedules. But say if I have like an exam or something, then I'll move things around and I'll do like the things that absolutely have to be done during business hours. I'll do those between classes and then the other things I can like knock out on the weekend. But um, as far as like taking care of myself, I make sure in like schedule time to go work out. And then I just have this boundary that like 830, that's it. I'm going to sleep. (laughs) I am not one of those people that stays up to like Two or three studying, or I just can't cannot, and so, yeah, that's kind of like a boundary of mine, so like if it doesn't get done, then I'll do it tomorrow kind of thing um so yeah, that's kind of how I do it i've I've always kind of worked and done school at the same time, so it's not anything that's kind of new to me, so yeah,
0: that's awesome. if you could whittle it down to two things you've learned from being an assistant an apprentice, what would you say the two biggest things that you've learned are?
1: I would definitely say that business does not look like what I thought business looked like, because I definitely thought that business was like, okay, you can get your master's in business and then go be in charge of this medical company doing blah, blah, blah. So to like learn that you can have your own space and like cultivate this own little like community and make it what you want. I think that's really awesome. Um, And then I think I've gotten a lot of education on like weight inclusive care as well. Um, because it's not something that they really talk about in school at all. And so I think that it's awesome that I've gotten the opportunity to really learn it now, you know?
0: Yeah. You read my mind for that question, actually, because one of the things, whenever we had a conversation and you were like, Hey, I'd love to learn from you. I want to work from you. What you got for me. I'm a very gut person. Morgan and I talk about making decisions from data and also making decisions from intuition. And you were definitely an intuitive decision to bring you on. And I didn't drill you like I usually do with people of like, what are your thoughts on fat phobia and the politics and dietetics, diet culture, et cetera. But I knew you were social justice oriented. So I think part of me was like, okay, even if you don't have this quite yet, I know you will be so open and it will make sense to you. And that is part of the learning process. And it really ties into having a values-based business as well of these things like weight inclusive care, social justice, being accessible to people by taking insurance and having reduced fee slots, et cetera, all of these things can be learned. And if you're a caring human who is open, there's no reason why I felt like you would have resistance to them. And I'm wondering, so because this was, it sounds like your first kind of exposure to weight inclusive care, health at every size. All those things, what have you learned about those concepts?
1: So I actually I was, the dietitian I was working with before was also an eating disorder dietitian, so I had a little bit of of knowledge about it. Um I didn't realize how many people um were kind of like stuck in this space of like needing weight inclusive care but were actually like suffering because of like common care. You know what I mean? So that was one thing um, I really I really had a good understanding about a lot of it before I came on. I will say some words I'm still learning that
0: I I'm not supposed to. Say. <laughs> it is lifelong learning.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's like a lot of words or like things that they say in the classroom and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so coming into it, I'm adjusting myself so that I don't, you know, cause harm to anyone else, you know? Yeah. I
0: think that's all you can do. It goes back to do no harm and when you know better, do better. And something I talk about a lot with students and interns and people who are new to dietetics or even new to the weight inclusive space, right? Because there's dietitians who have been in the field for 20 years and practicing in systems that they learned from is you are in a system where you are expected to learn things, be tested on material and like that sucks because then there's a whole process of unlearning. So if you can have this parallel process of having the radical acceptance of like, this is the system I'm in, in order to become a dietitian, I have to go through this coursework. And I'm going to think bigger context of the harm that some of this perpetuates. That's all you can do. You can yeah. give, you know, on exams, you give the answer they're looking for in times that you can challenge what they're trying to ask you to do. You can challenge it. And like, I'm a huge proponent of being part of systems and making change. So that's essentially what you're doing by going through this programming becoming a dietitian and having this lens of weight inclusive care and how that looks in the business space too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just to add on top of that, like right now, um, we're going over a topic and, and the O word keeps being said. And in my mind, I'm like, please stop, you know, please stop. So I'm I'm definitely unlearning and it's it's been an awesome process.
0: Yeah. So I think a lot of folks who have been in the dietetic space for a minute and are in the weight inclusive space, a lot of us didn't learn about it while we were in school. I learned about weight inclusive care, health at every size, more social justice components of the food system. Whenever I was at the end of my internship and I was feeling like, I don't even want to fucking be a dietitian, This sucks. I don't want to perpetuate these things.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I
0: always am curious what it feels like to be learning it while you're still. I wouldn't say you're at the beginning of the program, but you still you're still in the coursework and you are going to do your internship soon ish within the yeah. next year. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, So it'll be a year from May. A year from May. OK, mm-hmm. so you're like in the middle of it all and yeah. learning it as you go. So um I appreciate that you're having that experience and it is different when you're really in it to learn and learning this other process at the same time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I have a couple more questions. Um one of them is what drives you to work so freaking hard? It is so not the norm to mm-hmm. have somebody Who's a student just busting ass? Like, what drives you to do all this stuff and do it well and ask for more?
1: I think it's a couple of things, really. So, whenever I was younger, watching my mom and stuff, both of my parents like busted their ass. Like, they had great work ethic. And so, I grew up kind of watching that. And so, you know, I've been working and kind of supporting myself since I was about 16. And so, I think that instilled like a work ethic in me that it was like you know bust your ass. Um so there's that piece of it. I also think that I've learned how I work best and I think that I work best under people that care about me and show that they care, give me feedback, give me a safe space to to learn and to grow and I think that's what I have here and so that that drives me to like be better, you know? And then um another thing I think that is is I take a lot of ownership in my work and I take a lot of ownership in the business, even though it's not my business. And so for me, I really care about it. And so I treat it as if it's my own. And
0: I think that's another thing that, that drives me really, really hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it shows, I, I feel your ownership in the business too. And I think that's what's made it so easy to bring you on in that apprentice role where I'm like, "Hey, let's look at the numbers together. Here's the decision I'm trying to make. What do you think about this?" and being able to integrate you in that way because I feel you care. You care about our team, you care about the practice, you care about all the things that are going on, and you offer perspective from a place that's not um, "Oh, I think this is what Hannah wants me to say or wants to hear." It's your own true thoughts based on what you see happening, and that mm-hmm. is so cool to me.
1: I will also say that I'm like naturally this super driven person. So like, I think I've told you before, I can never focus on like what's in front of me. I'm always thinking 50,000 miles ahead. And so I'm always like, okay, what's the next thing? Like, how do I get there? Let's do it now.
0: (laughs) Yep. Which is a really good skill to have. You're a visionary. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for students who are in their dietetic internships and programs that might be listening to this and thinking, oh, my God, that'd be so cool to work for a group practice or a private practice and do some admin work or learn more about business. What would you tell them?
1: I would say even if you get told no a million times, you should still keep trying because I can't tell you how many times I applied to something or I wanted to be this person for this thing and I got told no but I just kept going back. I was like, well, I'm just going to keep putting myself out there and see what happens. So, I mean, even before I, I came to you, I had told the dietitian that was mentoring me. Um, and then a couple of other dietitians, I was like, Hey, if you know of any job opportunities, just, just let me know. Um, so I would just say, just put yourself out there. Cause you literally never know. Like who would have thought that I would be working with you? Like it's crazy. The world is crazy. So
0: Yeah. I love that. And then on the flip side, if a group practice owner or a private practice dietitian is listening to this or therapist or practitioner, and they're like, oh my God, I need a Caitlin. Like, how do they get a Caitlin? Oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, look for
1: someone that that wants to learn that really, really cares. I mean, they don't even have to have like all the skills. Cause whenever I came on, I didn't, I didn't know how to do anything. But I feel like I picked it up super fast. So as long as they like want to learn and they care a whole, whole
0: lot, then I think you've almost got it, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That really ties into my perspective on hiring or bringing anybody on. Skills, Mm -hmm. teachable. Personality traits of grit, openness, willingness to be wrong, wanting feedback. That is so much more rare. And so looking for those people... And then teaching them what they need to know to be successful is exactly how I would say to approach it too. Okay. Now I have some fun questions for a speed round for you. Are you ready? Yes, of course. Awesome. Okay. If your business was an animal, what would it be? And you can use my business or you can use whatever makes sense to you. Okay. It would be a unicorn for sure. Awesome. I did (laughs) know the answer to that because we talked about it at our workshop, which you were at. Yes. It is also in our rapid fire questions. Okay. What's your favorite part of being an entrepreneur?
1: Mm, My favorite part being underneath you is, I guess, learning and getting feedback. I love it so much. And just seeing how the business works and how you can be a multi-passionate entrepreneur, I think is super badass. What is your morning routine to get ready for the day? Wake up, wash my face, brush my teeth and floss. Wait back up coffee before all of that. (laughs) And then, uh, take the dogs out and get dressed. Wait, how do you make your coffee? Um, so I have a Keurig and I like the cinnamon coffees. So I do that. And then, um, I like the it's silk. It's called silk original. And I put some of that in there and I put some sweetener. It's so good. Yummy.
0: I learned how to make a pour over this weekend. It was awesome. Ooh! If you had $10,000 today to spend on a business, how would you spend it?
1: Hmm. Probably give it to you since I don't have a business. (laughs) I'm like, here, Hannah.
0: (laughs) What do I do with this? (laughs) I would give it back to you, Caitlin, and be like, you deserve this. Oh, thank you. What is the hardest decision you've had to make in my business?
1: There really haven't been too many hard decisions. I would say um, I put a super lot of thought into um, connecting clients to the correct clinician. And so I just care a whole lot. And I want people to like have that connection whenever they see their, their dietitian. So sometimes those are hard. I know it shouldn't be hard, but
0: I think about it a lot. (laughs) What is the least favorite task that you have to do for me? Calling insurance. (laughs) 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 Yep. That's fair.
1: Yeah.
0: What's the best thing you've eaten in
1: the last week? Oh, I made some brownies over the weekend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So every night I've been eating this big old honking brownies. Honestly, that's the best way to end
0: a day. Yes. Awesome. Well, if you all join the accountability club, you will get to interact with Caitlin in there because she will be helping Morgan and I facilitate and be participating in that. Um, Anything that you want to leave the listeners with or any last thoughts, things we didn't get to talk about today, Caitlin?
1: I don't think so. Not that I can, not, not that I can think of. No.
0: Awesome. And Caitlin will continue to be building out her role within all of my businesses, one of them being here at Weight Inclusive Innovators. And so if you follow us on Instagram, you'll probably be connecting with Caitlin and she keeps the lights on over here. So thank you so much, Caitlin. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the weight inclusive innovators pod. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast, add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review share with a friend to help us reach more weight inclusive business owners who could use support and pep talks. See you next week.